Hey, everybody. Welcome to Locked on Lakers for Thursday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. Draft day is here, and rumors are percolating that the Lakers might make a trade with some names you've heard before. That's next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcast. It's always going to be free, never behind a paywall. Locked On Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to hang out with over 17,000 subscribers uh, as we push towards 18,000, Andy. Um, people all talking on the on the, the Locked On Lakers YouTube page with us, with each other, leaving comments. Please leave us questions. Be part of the show. We'd love to use that stuff. Um in the in the you know that comes from the comment section in the show itself uh, everybody of course excited about tonight's draft wondering what the lakers might do want to let you today's know that today's episode is brought to you by bird dogs go to birddogs.com slash locked on nba and they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs uh, yeti style tumbler with every order so you do get yourself a pair of shorts and a tumbler so um plenty to get into today a big trade that was and then wasn't and then sort of is maybe um but in all of it uh, impacts the lakers the downstream impacts there so we'll, we'll talk about that um but first we got to start with the draft it is tonight we have previewed it in a bunch of different ways with a a couple different people um and as we get close andy the trade rumors are starting to percolate a little bit more jovan buha at the athletic um writing on wednesday that um, there is some gathering momentum behind the Lakers potentially making a deal. And of course, if it's a, if it's a trade season, uh, it means Buddy Heald is going to be connected to the Lakers because you cannot have one of those without Buddy Heald. Yeah, some of the names that Jovan mentioned that could have been connected to the Lakers, Buddy Heald, as you mentioned, Miles Turner with the Pacers, Dorian Finney-Smith and Royce O'Neal with the Nets. Um, he had Gary Trent Jr. and Kristaps Porzingis mentioned there, but Porzingis, it appears there's a lot of work being done to get him to the Celtics. So for the time being, I'm treating that as quite unlikely, even acknowledging None of this may happen. Well, yeah, Thursday morning, he's not he's not coming down. I mean, the idea that even if he doesn't, you know, the the Celtics, there's a, uh, you know, Porzingis had there, there's a deadline that will come before you know probably before this is even live. It's definitely um, before this is live. Yeah. So, the point being, it's going to be really hard for him to get to LA, even if he doesn't end up in Boston. But the the point though with with a lot of these things is just and the, Gary Trent Jr. Just so people know, he opt he surprised a lot of people by opting into the last year of, of his contract with the Raptors. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember who it was, but it was reported that he and the Raptors are actually looking to uh, get a new long-term deal between them. Right. Obviously, we'll see what ends up happening with that. But Trent is somebody who actually has been connected to the Lakers before, but it seems right. like it, it, the time being likely to stay in Toronto. It makes it a little easier to trade for him if that's what they wanted to do. Um, because you don't need to do a sign and trade at that point, but like you say, um, the reports are that well, if they do an extension, though, you can't trade for him. I think for no, like but I'm saying you trade, you do it like before that. you would do before the extension. 
they would trade him and then the next team could extend him is all I'm saying. Like it's it, all of it seems very unlikely anyway. Um, the names that I thought were really intriguing and, and, you know, this would be obviously the Lakers giving up the 17th pick um, probably Mobamba and Malik Beasley, the two most common names that are thrown out there as uh, trade ballast for the Lakers um, in any deal, regardless of who it is. Um, those are the names that are most commonly put out there. Um, if the you know if the hall were particularly large, perhaps the Lakers would have to add a little more salary from somewhere around the roster. Um, they'd have to figure that out um, or involve a third team or maybe add another draft pick later on. You know, once they're because they now it's what is it twenty nine they can trade again something like that. Um, what's funny about it? And I think we were talking before the show, it is more likely to be one or the other between Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. Um, those two combined make about $39 million um, and obviously have some value around the league. Um, but it would be kind of crazy, Andy, if after all of this, a year later, the Lakers actually execute the deal for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, after reconstructing the team, going to the Western Conference Finals, jettisoning Russell Westbrook and all that, they still end up with their dudes. If that happens, I mean, I, I will officially um, have a, a higher, a much higher level of respect for Rob Palenka and I how mean, this all turned out. That is just a matter of waiting for the right time to make your move, I guess. I mean, he right. would be he would be adding Turner and Heald to a better team. Yes, would feel absolutely. Like if you truly are looking to go all in. Like this is this is much more of an all in team. If say you know theoretically Austin Reeves is back, Rui Hachimura is back, maybe even D'Angelo Russell's back. That is a much better team, I guess, to make that sort of a commitment to Hilton Turner. Should also be known though, uh, adding a little bit of intrigue in this, the Nuggets and Pacers did a picks deal earlier today where mm -hmm. Denver traded a 2024 first and a 2023 this you know today's draft the 40th pick to the Pacers for the 29 and the 32 Denver anticipating Bruce Brown could be gone they can only pay him so much they are okay, loading up they're they're looking for access to you know cost controlled young talent they hope they can find another Christian Brown but that makes it now so the Pacers only they only have the 26, I believe. Seven, they also have the sale, they have the seven and the 26. I well, believe in terms of picks that I think they're actually, no, but it's, it's relevant. But the, the extra pick matters, and we'll get to this. I will we'll focus more on this in the second segment. It but, matters in the sense that they can do a deal, they can do a deal, but it also like the Lakers were one of the teams that, like, you know, if they traded back, Indiana, you know, if another team wanted to jump up, Indiana had extra picks that they might use to jump up higher and take the 17 from the Lakers. Maybe the Lakers take both Indiana picks in a second round or something like that to move back in the draft or something. Obviously, Indiana only has one pick now behind the Lakers, which impacts that potential math. So because those again, the seven is there. off the table for the Lakers for anything right. they can offer. And it's, it's relevant too, in the sense that Indiana, it, it indicates at least that Indiana is potentially less interested in having extra picks this year. Um, I think they had five uh, to that point. There's only so many players you can add to a roster. So we'll get to that in a second. Um, if you had, to, it is more likely, as you know, we, we've talked about, you, you, we were talking before the show, that if the Lakers are dealing with Indiana with 
Beasley with Bamba with that 17 pick. It's either for Heald or Miles Turner. Presumably, Turner would cost you more. Uh, better player, signed to a deal, all that kind of stuff. Um, which guy would you want to have? If you could pick Turner at a probably a ele more elevated price or Heald at a more discounted price, which would you take? I mean, it depends on how you're defining discount. If it means the 17th pick, I'm uninterested in Heald. I'm not giving up the 17th pick for a guy that, A, I don't think is that great of a player, and B, is a rental, quite possibly because he's on the last year of his deal. And mm -hmm. I don't want to go into a long-term relationship with Buddy Heald if I'm the Lakers. So the 17th pick feels like too much to give up to a rental player who, as good of a shooter as he is, he's really more of a bench player, I think, in terms of quality of player than a starter. So apparently Indiana moved him to his bench. He's been a starter for most of his career, though. I don't think... I don't think he's a great starter. That's just my opinion. I don't think he's a very good starter. Um, I don't think he's a terrible starter, but I don't think he's a great starter. I Anybody who's listened, you know, the everydayers who've listened to this show over the last year or so, A, thank you. But B, no, I'm not a big Buddy Heald fan. Yeah, um, and I should, so, actually, I should, I should be more precise. He has been a starter for about half of his career. Right. I, I didn't want to go down the rabbit hole, but I didn't think yeah, that was correct. Just to clarify, um, that's fine. He's... he's he is not worth it to me for the 17th pick. Like if you could get him for multiple seconds or I guess maybe like a heavily protected 2029, I suppose that turns into something else. You know, I, I guess maybe I'm willing to punt this down the line six years, but mm -hmm. I'm not giving up anything of immediate value like the 17th for healed. Let's, let's talk about Turner though next because he's a name that, you know, when you start talking about potentially transformative players that are out there where the Lakers could improve by addition, um, he's probably, I mean, I, I like healed a little more than you do, but Turner is probably at the top of that list. So we'll do that next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Bird Dogs, the makers of shorts and pants that feature the future of comfort, built-in underwear, stitched inside the, the pants or shorts. It's almost like a layer of boxer brief that is at one with the clothing. They call it Comfort Kingdom, and you can rule this land in your Bird Dogs. You can look better, feel great wearing the Bird Dogs. The stretchy fabric makes my legs, your legs, everyone's legs look great, and they're comfier than other pants and shorts, and that's because they're not made from the typically stiff, restricting cotton um, instead they fix this issue bird dogs by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks like khaki but actually stretches and there's also versatility you can wear the same pants or shorts on a golf course work meeting on a date even in the same day because bird dog uses anti stink sweat fabric even in the same day because bird dog uses anti stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. And when you enter that promo code, again, locked on NBA, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs, Yeti style tumbler with every order. It is awesome. So check it out, get yourself a tumbler, get yourself some bird dogs. So, um, you know, it, the Lakers part of what we've talked about, heading into the draft as the Lakers sort of get ready for the off season and, and thinking about like, there are the big name players, Kyrie Irving. We had like where at the very least you're sort of your headliner talent can get a lot better. Um, 
Yeah, granted, you'd have to gut the rest of the roster to do it. But at the very least, at the very top of your roster, Kyrie Irving is a transformative player. Um, don't think it makes him better. That's not the point. Um, <laughs> he could transform things in a lot of different directions. I, I mean, he truly is I, no, the he most is transformative yeah. player in the entire league in his own right. Yes. The the next tier down, though, like other than Kyrie, is you know that they're you know he's the only the name that's been sort of attached, and there really aren't a lot of those superstar names or something. I mean, James Harden's not coming to L.A. and blah blah blah. Um. There, you know, so when you when you think about the ways that the Lakers have to to improve, part of the challenge is that there aren't a lot of you know they can't afford to go sign somebody just outright to like a fifteen or twenty million dollars. They can't go get Kyle Kuzma and just sign him if if Washington is unwilling to bring him back or something. Um, but what they could do is parlay that seventeen pick, maybe something else, into. Miles Turner, who is all-star adjacent or something like that. You know, he's pretty good. And while he has his own question marks, while he is expensive, while he pushes the Lakers. He's actually not that expensive. He's not that expensive, but he costs money. And if you're bringing back Turner and then you're bringing back Hachimura and you're bringing in, you know, Russell, you keep Russell around, you do a lot of this. You've got a pretty expensive core group of nine or ten players that you have to build around with the second apron and all this other. You get you're getting up to that pretty quickly. Um, I I don't know if every player around the league is worth it. You can make an argument for Buddy Heald and the volume shooting and all that. The Lakers badly could have used that um, at multiple times throughout the playoffs, including the series they won. Um, additional shooting would have come in a lot of in in very handy, but. Turner is a guy that profiles really nicely next to Anthony Davis. It, you know, as a guy who can leave on the floor in the playoffs most of the time, um, creates. A, I mean, I would give up. You know, sort of the all in, both I guess a little bit financially and the draft picks and stuff. I would do that for Turner. I mean, look, for better or for worse, the Lakers are all in with the LeBron era. Mm-hmm. I think for as long as either the wheels reasonably stay on it or LeBron wants to keep playing. I don't think the Lakers are going to end this thing anytime before LeBron wants to. Again, for better or for worse, because I think you can make arguments in either direction. But if you're going to do this thing with LeBron, as I've mentioned before, it's not the most practical way to build out a roster. It just isn't. It's not the most practical thing in the world to have 40-something million dollars wrapped up in one player who's going to be 39, 21 seasons into the league. So if you're going to do this, you need to spend enough to cover all of your bases. You need to spend smartly. You don't want to just throw around money for the sake of you know, optics and, and looking like you're serious and looking like you're committed. But if you're going to do this, you have to do it. And Miles Turner, to me, would be an expense that is worth doing, both in terms of paying the guy, but also what you would give up. Like, you're definitely giving up the 16th, I mean, the 17th. If you had to throw in the 2029, I would do that for Miles Mm -hmm. Turner. Or if you have to throw in multiple seconds, or I don't know, Max Christie. Like, those are things that you do if you are that serious about winning right now with LeBron. The other thing, though, that I would say, with pretty much 
everyone we're going to discuss in, in possibly moving that pick. If possible, I would like to get at least a draft pick back. I would like to get some avenue towards young players. Like you can't, as great as this scouting department is, you can't count on always finding Alex undrafted Bruce, free always agents. Finding always finding Austin Reeves. Like these guys are great. But that's a big ask. <laughs> it is, and you know, it's it's funny. Like what? I, and I, I think I think a Turner deal is unlikely. I would I I I I I don't dwell on this because I think it's going to happen. I I'm kicking the tires if I'm if I'm if I'm Palinka and I'm checking. I just I feel like healed. Yes, I think you could get Buddy healed, and for the right package, I would take him because I think you know the skill set um, around LeBron James. You know, you know after some down by his standards shooting seasons, you know, the last couple of years, um, you know, healed down in the sort of the 36% range after mostly hovering either above or at 40% bounced back to 42 and a half percent last year. Yeah. So if he's, you know, playing with LeBron James and Anthony Davis should get him plenty of good looks and would do things for that offense. No, no, no question. But what you're really deciding here, it's like we had the conversation with Mike Garcia in our in our um, draft preview. Do you go with best available or need? 97% of the time with any team, I say you go draft the best available player. The Lakers are potentially the exception to that for what you're talking about before. Do you have LeBron James and you need to win next year? And so if you can find a guy who can you believe legitimately help you win next year, even if you think four years from now, the guy you'd rather pick would be a better player. You take the guy who can help you win next year. And with trade targets, it's the same kind of deal. Like what's the gap between 17 and player X? What's the gap between, you know, and the gap between 17, your trade ballast and, you know, the 29 and miles Turner is really big. Is it that big with Dorian Finney-Smith? You know, do you give up a first rounder for him and Royce O'Neal? I wouldn't do it for one or the other. Would you do it for both? Like some of these lesser names, that to me is where the math starts to get tough because Finney-Smith or O'Neal or certainly both would improve the roster more than whoever you take at 17. But would they improve it enough to... X out all of the sort of long-term considerations that you have to that you have to make. Yeah, I mean the the Lakers are in a difficult place because from from the standpoint of having LeBron on this roster and there being a point to it at all, like unless unless you know deep down in the places you don't like to talk about at parties, the real reason you have LeBron on this roster <laughs> is because children. I don't go to parties <laughs> is because. <laughs> you're just looking to put asses in seats and you're terrified of not being relevant, which is something I do think the Lakers uh, wrestle with, you know, mm -hmm. just as an ethos. And I, I think something that frankly, Jeannie Buss is terrified of. Um, if you're going to be doing this, you need, you need to buttress what is behind LeBron much more than you would have five years ago, certainly 10 years ago. And those teams LeBron played on were very, very well constructed, very well buttressed, even when LeBron was in his prime. And the reason is because winning is really damn hard. 
it's really, really hard. And sometimes you can lose that perspective if the team you pay most attention to and root for is the Lakers because they've often made it look way easier than it actually yeah. is. It's very true. hard. Um, let's talk about trading up, trading back. There's all kinds of rumors there um, and, and different stuff. Plus, the news around the NBA Wednesday has a huge impact potentially on the Lakers, this deal that um, fell apart and it has been reconstructed but probably without the Los Angeles Clippers involved, really important details there. We'll get to all of it next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by eBay Motors. And for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. And it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can make sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and then look for the green check to know that the part will fit right or you get your money back. And just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you will be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We'll do this uh, trade-up, trade-down stuff in a second here, but this this deal that fell apart, um, wildly important for this, this conversation around where the Lakers go, um, really, especially when you consider you know Chris Paul, um, at the point guard position, if you missed it, um, the, the headliner here is Kristaps Porzingis potentially leaving Washington. And by the time we all wake up on Thursday, he could be a Celtic after all. But what doesn't appear to happen is the original incarnation of this deal, which would have sent Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers. And if that had happened, that almost certainly would have taken um, Chris Paul out of the, the sort of... Uh, the, the, the possibility of ending up with the Clippers as well. They would have had their point guard, um, which would have made it more likely that Paul, at least in my running through the, the options, are, CP eventually gets bought out by um, Washington and the Lakers would have an easier avenue to picking him up because the Clippers are really one of the strongest contenders to get Chris Paul. Um, with this deal falling through, I guess the Clippers go back to being interested in CP through trading, but at the very least, it, it, we're all back to, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. First of all, I'm not convinced that Malcolm Brogdon going to the Clippers took Chris Paul off the board for them because they, unless they were confident that Terrence Mann could be their backup point guard, they still needed somebody else to be their point guard off the bench and – because Malcolm Brogdon is hurt all the time, which ultimately, according to Mark Stein, was the reason the Clippers got cold feet, if they were going to bring in Brogdon, they would need to have somebody they considered right. high-level available Russell in the... Westbrook. Well, <laughs> I mean, look, it might, it, might have, it might have ended up involving Russ, but I but don't then, think it necessarily took Paul off the board. Where I do agree with you, though, is Brogdon not going to the Clippers... Unless Chris Paul is, 
I don't know, like offended by this and lets it be known he doesn't want to go there now because they, they may have been looking to add Brogdon before him. I do think it puts a, a trade potentially more likely on the table if for no other reason than there could be now more urgency for the Clippers to have access to right. a point guard. Well, the reason the reason I, I I said that is if the Lake if the Clippers had acquired Brogdon, the, the salaries that they would have sent out would have made it harder for them to trade for Chris Paul. Um, not necessarily. They still, I mean, they've got a lot of like ten to twenty million dollar deals. Not impossible, but they'll some of the some of the salaries that had been talked about would have been used up in this deal. Some, but um, not all. They they have a staggering amount of like. Dudes. No, they got some guys. But like also mid, keep in mind mid-price dudes they won't miss. They got keep a lot in of mind them. though too. It's got to be dudes Washington will take back. Sure. Um, so they're all expiring. It, it would have been a little bit potentially more complicated, but now of course, like you say, all of that energy, if they're interested in that, can go to acquiring Chris Paul. The Lakers have zero interest, I think, in in acquiring Paul at his full price. I think he is only going to be a Laker if. He is released if he is bought out by someone. And as we discussed, I think for Thursday, for, for Wednesday's show or Tuesday's show, the longer it takes for this to play itself out, if they get to the end of the month and Chris Paul is still in Washington, assuming that stuff all gets taken care of and that goes through, it will in some form or another. Um, the longer it takes, the more likely the Lakers are to just be like, we have to resign D'Angelo Russell. And if CP com- becomes available later in the year, and we want it, well, okay, but we have to bring back Russell. Well, we have to look at bringing back Schroeder, and we have to move on as if CP is not a choice. Yeah. I mean, the, the options that the Clippers are attached to, I think, give them more ability to potentially wait than the option the Lakers are attached to. Like, they're not going to be able to wait around. Um, and still be able to possibly have Schroeder. They're not going to be able to wait around and still possibly have Russell unless the market is just dead for both of those guys. You know, D'Lo and Schroeder certainly aren't going to wait around for the Lakers. You know, so in the meantime, the Clippers are attached to Chris Paul, you know, and, and I still feel like a deal, just like making a deal for Chris Paul makes sense for the Clippers. Because I think the the players that they would give up, the overwhelming majority of them, I don't think they would really miss if they if they feel like a point guard's that important for them. And there certainly has been a lot of talk. Yeah, like about, you say, in terms of their expirings, they've got Eric Gordon, they've got Marcus Morris, they've got Covington, Covington they've got Batum, who actually I think they would miss. Um, you know, guys like Amir Coffey, Terrence Mann has two years. Um, that's somebody actually. If I were the 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 Wizards, that is a two-year deal i'd be willing to absolutely take that that salary but like the the problem is and this is this is what's really important here and i think this is where it's so relevant for the lakers and why you have to really think hard and why i think this new cba is gonna be so impactful you have to think so hard about long-term contracts that you bring on and why Bradley Beal is such a massive risk that I would never have taken in a million years. If like you have no ability, if the Laker, you know, the Clippers kind of, Oh yeah, yeah, you get rid of three or four of those guys to bring in a couple players, whatever it is, you know, okay. But the lesson that I think we, a lot that we learned through this season was like, you need 
players. You need dudes on your team. And if you're particularly if you're still going to have Kawhi Leonard uh, and and Paul George and then Chris Paul as the nucleus of your team. Although you it's interesting, there are, there, there, are there are reports now. that they may be interested in trading Paul George. Um, and who knows what's going to happen. But that's why the Turner thing is so critical for the Lakers. Like if you're going to spend you know, 20, 20 to something, you know, 20-ish million dollars on a player, you really need to make sure you like that guy. Maybe you can flip him. I think that's what the Lakers would, I think, be interested in doing with Russell. And the minute they signed him, that would be the speculation. But He's used to that. He is. No, he, he'll be, he'll be, you know, he'll, he'll, he won't blink. But <laughs> you, you have to be, if anybody you take on you have to be willing to say this is a player that we are happy to have over the course of his career. And so for my, you know, a guy like Miles Turner, absolutely, I think, qualifies in that regard. Um, you know, other guys, maybe less so. Uh, but Turner would just be, if Turner fills that sweet spot um, of good player, relatively reasonable salary. And, um, you know, I, if I'm Indiana, I, I'm asking for a lot to get him back, and I'd be really tempted if I were the Lakers. Um, what do you think they're going to do before we go? Like, what do you think happens? Do you think they make a trade? Um, do you think they use the pick? What do you think? I, I think I've, I've been kicking this around to myself like all day. I mean, look, it, these rep, these reports fluctuate so much because. We've seen reports that they are far more inclined to use the pick, and we've seen reports that they are far more inclined to trade the pick. It feels to me because of that that they're going to be looking to split the difference where they move the 17 but still end up with, if not a first-round pick, like a couple of high seconds where, from the Lakers' perspective and their track record, they can actually feel like they're picking in the first round and you sort of end so up So you're split. talking about in that scenario you're talking about you move the 17 to like Brooklyn for O'Neal for Finney Smith something like that and you get a couple seconds back. Yeah, some something like that. Um and look, maybe it ends if it ends up more elaborate where you're getting like a you know, Miles Turner quality player or this should be noted this is nobody the Lakers have not been linked to the guy I'm about to name. I was just looking at guys in salary slots that the Lakers could send out and thinking about guys that you would be willing to commit a lot of like trade capital, at least that the Lakers right. have towards OG Ananobi. If if the Raptors no, decide, <laughs> well, if if say it was Beasley, the seventeen, the twenty nine, and Christie, you know, that's basically like the best the Lakers could offer. Like if Toronto decided that they are going to move in a radical rebuild, which could certainly, I mean, it's hard to figure out what Toronto's going to do because they've been difficult to read now for a couple years. But, and Ananobi's been in trade rumors a lot over the last couple of years. So again, I want to make it clear, he has not been linked to the Lakers lately at all, but he was somebody that I was thinking about. Like, okay, if you were willing to make a commitment because beyond what you give up for him, Ananobi has one more year under, under contract and then a player option you'd be looking to extend him, I think. So that quality of player, if it's not somebody like that, I think it could be like a 17 for 
say, a Royce O'Neal or a Dorian Finney-Smith in a couple seconds. Well, yeah, just for this year, for reference, the Nets have the 21st pick in the second round. They also draft 21st and 22nd. Um, that offers some flexibility and maybe some things. That, you know, Indiana, you mentioned, uh, they, traded, they traded the 29th, correct? Or did they trade the 26th? They still have the 26th. They still have the 26th. Right. So they have the 7th, the 26th, the second pick of the second round, which I'd be shocked if they traded because that, that is an exceedingly valuable pick. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, maybe if the Lakers give up two first-rounders, you ask for that, um, whether that be the 32nd pick or the 33rd pick or whatever, the draft, and you get that. So, I mean, like, it is – I. I feel like they're going to move that pick. I feel like they're going to. I think they're going to get a a a, a, a ready-made player there. Um, it, actually, I think if they don't, I actually see them maybe trading back. I feel like if they can't get a guy who they think will step in right away and help them, whether that's by leveraging the 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 seventeen to get a, a an established player, even if it's Buddy Heel. Buddy Heel will help them. Um, I think they'll actually trade it back and try to stock up on a few extra players that they can then use later on um as as you know potential sweetener in in other deals but we'll see uh we of course will be uh on the, the network talking about the draft reacting to what they do we will obviously have a show for you for friday morning quick reaction and all that stuff to who the lakers draft and then next week um, we'll, we're, we're going to try to get some of our friends, guys like Mike Garcia back on the show to tell you who it is that the Lakers drafted and whether or not they did a good job. Uh, this is assuming they actually draft players. Lockdown Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show, hang out with us and, uh, leave your questions and comments, be part of the show. Uh, and we will see everybody Friday.